everybody. It's your buddy Jack. Glad you tuned in. <clears throat> no matter where you're at, where you're from, right? And I appreciate you all. It's a blessing to see um, my listener numbers go up. I really love it, right? Shout out to all you guys um, that I've got, especially overseas, Nigeria, um, United Kingdom, right? And there's a couple other places. And I'm grateful. I am grateful, right? I appreciate your time. And uh, I hope, again, um, I say it every time, I'm sure, that uh, you're getting something out of these podcasts. Um, Because that's what I'm doing it for, right? I'm hoping to share my own experience, strength, and hope. And I'm hoping to share my own experiences working in the addictions and mental health field, right? And I love talking about restoration, whether it's just the alcohol or an addict or someone dealing with any other addiction or mental health issue, or if it's the overall family issues that can really, really tear a family apart. You know, I used to have a friend that swore, that swore the worst things that... Uh, it can happen in a family in most cases is a death or a marriage seems to spark more uh, disarray, more arguments <laughs> than any other two things uh, uh, combined, right? Marriages and, and, and funerals tend to bring the ugly out in some people. You know, I don't know how true that is. Uh, maybe there's some truth to that. Um, I don't know. I haven't had that experience yet, right? I've had friends who report having had those experiences, right, in in a marriage or uh, during the loss of a loved one and they're trying to work out all the logistics, right, that uh, sometimes that's when the family's tested, right? Um, And I guess that makes sense. Some people can always seem to get their feelings hurt when things don't go the way they feel like they should have, right? And that goes with anything. Um, Maybe it's just not funeral or marital um, related things, but you can feel that way at a job too, right? If you don't feel like you got the raise you expected or wanted um, or didn't get the time uh, off that you thought you deserved, right? It can, it, it's just endless, right? Mm. <clears throat> That's some good coffee. Good coffee. Real quick, don't forget to hit that support button. Right, I appreciate all those that you do um, support this podcast. I'm grateful for you. I've got some mad love for you. Right, uh, anything and everything you feel led to contribute is a wonderful, beautiful thing, and I absolutely count it all a blessing. And again, I am grateful. So, <coughs> excuse me. Talking about um, some more family-specific issues, right? Not just character defects. And I've stirred away from um, addiction-related topics, pretty much, um, and mental health-related uh, topics, sort of, right? It's, again, I've said before in another podcast, it's very difficult to talk about family stressors Right, because though and not include addiction or mental health issues, because those in so many cases can be um, the activating event. Right, in a lot of families, um, 
Sometimes there is some addiction issues, sometimes mental health issues, and then sometimes maybe not so much, right? But it is difficult to talk about family-specific issues um, without ever touching on those other things that I hit on quite often. Um, so we'll just do the best we can. Besides that, it's really kind of difficult to have family stressors and not feel some degree of something, right? Depression, sadness, happiness, right? Um, so that's kind of sort of how they're all intertwined, I guess, right? So this one I'm going to share some good points and some bad points. I think I'm going to start <coughs> um, with the bad points, right? Let's talk about respecting each other, right? You're in an intimate relationship, you and your spouse, him or she, right? Should, should, if you've devoted your life to each other, should have, I guess it's just a, one of those unspoken things that you would think that a couple would have respect for each other, right? <laughs> it's just one of those you think is a given, but I promise you working in this field, not so much, uh, not so much, right? It should be if you are trying to bring someone into your life as your significant other partner and you don't have uh, um, any idea of how to be respectful to them, right? Uh, there can be issues. You know, sometimes I feel like this topic, right, uh, the topic of respect in the, is the root of all relationship or marital evil. Some people say money. Money is the root of all evil. I don't know. I think respect probably runs a really, really, really close race at being the root of all evil, right? The negative things that I can talk about that happen in a relationship can be rooted in a lack of respect. Even if you are talking about drugs and alcohol, right? If you're constantly boozing it up in your, in your home, being belligerent, right? That tells me there's no respect for your significant other or the kids, right? All of the positive things that I talk about in relationships can be rooted in the respect that two people can have for each other. So, you've got two things. If there's chaos in the home between two people, it could be very well rooted in disrespect if it's going well between those two people and there's a lot of love in the atmosphere that can be rooted in the fact that these two people have respect for each other. For the first time you um, reach out to people, right? Or maybe let's say from the first time each other, each of you speak derogatory names at each other, right? comes from disrespect. The first time you put your hands on each other, no respect. First time you put, uh, um, or do those things 
in front of the kids. The kids are getting no respect. You follow me? People are couples that keep fighting because you're not feeling respected. Or there is no respect for each other's position in the relationship. Right? Therefore, there's more bickering. Couples do keep fighting. Right? Which means there could be no respect for the other one's position in the relationship. Now, you can sometimes, right, see the lack of respect is warranted. Right? That's something that I'm going to get to a little bit later. But I know that in some cases, when one significant other person has lack in respect for the other, there are some times when it's warranted, right? You've always you've heard the term debt be dad, right? You know, if you're not helping, right? I'm getting ahead of myself, but if you're not helping your ex take care of the children, there can be a reason for lack and respect for you, right? Maybe sometimes it's warranted. Even when there's effort, we can respect effort. When you come across as someone who's trying, right? Still doesn't mean it's okay being demeaning or physical towards each other, even if it's warranted. Because you end up doing it in front of the kids. Right? I don't know that disrespect is ever really warranted. It just happens when you feel like you're being cheated in some way or another. Right? That, I don't know. Relationships sort of have this ongoing thing with how one should respect the other. And it just causes more issues. Which I'm fixing to explain how. Respect means that you accept somebody for who they are, even when they're different from you, or you may not agree with some of their views, right? You can still be respectful. I used to tell my family that sometimes you just don't simply come across. You can have respect for someone. But your tone can be condescending or demeaning. Usually if someone shares something um, with me that I may completely disagree with, right? Then sometimes, which doesn't happen very often actually, um, because I really do believe that people should be able to have free points of view, right? (coughs) But if it's on a topic that I completely disagree with, My response is usually, you know, that is a good, good point of view. I hadn't thought of that. This is my take on whatever that situation might be, right? Because I've done a couple of things there. I've validated their point, right? And then the second half is it sounds like I'm merely making a suggestion towards another one, right? I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not screaming and hollering about how wrong they are and how right I am. It's a pretty simple concept. Right? You don't have to be 
disrespectful. Just simply say, you know, that's a great point. Never thought of it that way. Here's my take on it. Right? And then share your thought. And sometimes, in most cases, really, you'll get your point across without there being any fighting. And the person actually listened. Right? Because you first validated their point. Respecting your relationships builds trust. Builds feelings of trust and safety and well-being. Respect doesn't, does not have to come naturally. Right? <coughs> Respect doesn't have to come naturally. It is something you learn. Now I'm fixing to get into my next point. It is something that you learn. As a kid, parents will genuinely nudge you when it's a moment in time when you should be respectful of something. Nudge you when you didn't say yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, right? Or nudge you when you didn't say yes, please, right? So it's learned along the way. You learn how to be respectful of others. Something you have to ask yourself is this. Listen close. You have to ask yourself this. Is my perspective of what respect is distorted? Have I learned someone else's distorted, misconstrued view of what respect is? Mm. Good question. Right? Ask yourself, is my perspective of what respect is distorted? Is it distorted by someone else's point of view on respect? I think that's how we have these long generational curses of, you know, these men that have grown up, maybe what people call in the hood, drug users, drug dealers, pimps, kids that like to break into places, robbery, right? All of those things or kids that start fights at school over you looking at my girl or looking at me side eye, right? Because they may have a misconstrued view, a distorted view of what actual respect might be. This is where it starts. And then you grow up to be a full-grown adult and you do other things. I would say there is never any reason for putting your hands on women at any age. But if you're under the age of uh, 21, 22, and are already slapping your girlfriends around? Your answer to the above question is yes. It is yes. Someone's taught you wrong. Right? Or you may just have some anger issues. That can be an issue too. Right? But for this conversation, your answer for that question above is yes. You need to find a mentor that has a better, more healthy view of what respect for others is supposed to look like. Find somebody that you trust, right? Maybe ask around. Um, if you happen to be a, a, a young person that happens to be a member of a church, right? Get a hold of some of the, the groups, right? There's always somebody leading some sort of Bible study or something. Don't hesitate, right? Again, if you're in that young age and you're already slapping girlfriends around, 
I think I feel like your point of view on respect is distorted. So find that mentor, right? And I would strongly suggest that you not get into a relationship until you figure that out. Do not include anyone into or draw anyone into a committed relationship into your life if you know you don't know how to treat a person in an, uh, or treat an intimate partner. You know, right? Just, you can just ask yourself, in most cases, what society thinks, right? Does society think it's okay for me to slap my girlfriend around whenever she talks to me sideways, right? Or if I feel like she's disrespecting me in public, right? Again, that's distorted from whatever you learned, right? If you know that's you, break off from and hold off from a relationship and get yourself right and prepared to be really what a man should be, right? Respect means that you recognize that your partner is a whole person and not just a way to get something that you want. It means that you know your partner has different experiences and opinions from yours. And it's okay. It's got to be okay. Right? We talked a lot about how young people these days, some in this in this age group I'm talking about right now, 21, 22. Um, I don't know what the oldest age of a millennial would be, but we've talked about that before. Right? They're distorted view of what respect is and now we're trying I'm trying to show you what it shouldn't look like in a committed relationship and we'll go over what it should look like in this committed relationship right it's just frustrating when people scream from the rooftops about how their opinions matter and as soon as your opinion doesn't match yours then that rule goes out the window. Your opinion that you're entitled to as much as I am sucks. You need to change it to fit mine. Right? That theory doesn't get anybody anywhere. It doesn't get anybody anywhere. Check this out. It's easy to say that you have respect for someone, but acting with respect can be a bit trickier. That's why this teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Can you believe that it's so significant that they had to market and give it a month? Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. Mm. I want to talk about how you can show respect in your relationship. After all, just because you don't physically harm your partner or call them names, right, does not mean that you are treating your partner with respect, right? And you can look that up. There's a lot of, um, you could probably just Google Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month and it'll share with you um, the website in which I got this from. Uh, I failed to write it down. But look it up. Look it up. Here are a few points <coughs> to help. Um, oh, here it is, teenhealthcare.org. 
That's where I got some of this information from. Although this information can be helpful for anyone, I would point out um, that there is this website, right? And it's geared toward teens regarding this topic, right? Respect regarding this topic and related topics. The fact that there even needs to be one just boggles the mind. I'm not, I'm hoping that the few young listeners I have, I'm hoping all of you guys will pay attention, right? Pay attention to what I'm trying to say, because as you become, especially you guys, as you become older men, you don't want to wake up one day, 35, 40, 45 years old, and haven't been divorced twice, and you're paying child support, alimony, all because you couldn't find a way to be respectful of your wife's position, right? Be mindful of how you communicate. Communication is one of the most important parts of a relationship and one of the hardest. That's because being open and honest with your partner means being open and honest with yourself, right? And I mentioned before, I don't understand the concept of bringing someone into your life to be your life partner, to do life with, and you find yourself not able to talk to them about intimate details, right? If you're hurting inside, tell him or her you're hurting inside. If it's safe. Now, there's a whole concept of this that I'm leaving out that I'll probably get to later. Because all this is based on what is a more healthy relationship. And there's not just overt, physical, physical, hardcore violence. Right? Because there comes a time when there is no fixing a relationship and that it wouldn't be safe to try to do so. Right? So aside from that, we'll get to that later. Here what we're talking about is two mostly healthy people because obviously some of their points of view for each other are a little distorted. Um, but that it's at least can be considered that we can fix this uh, marriage, right? And get it back to where there's some restoration. Right. So be mindful of that, too. Um, there's be some elements of this uh, that I'm leaving out. Um, so we'll see. Because let's face it. There are some automatic deal breakers when it comes to a relationship, an intimate relationship. Right. And physical violence should be one of them. Right for the first time, um, you may be recognizing where you stand. Right, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, we'll work through it. We'll work through it. That's what I want. It's for you to be able to work through it. Right. Everyone disagrees sometimes, and that's totally okay. When you do. Don't disappear or shut down communication. That's the last thing you want to do, right? At a minimum, tell your partner that you're upset and need time to cool down and process the thoughts 
that you're having before you actually get to sit down and talk about it. This way they don't feel like you're disappearing on them, right? Or ignoring their feelings because um, that can be misconstrued too, right? Validate your partner's feelings by saying things like, one of the things I said earlier, or I understand why you feel that way, or I hear what you're saying, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I know not everybody goes to counseling school and learns all these neat, cool ways to communicate, right? <clears throat> but then maybe you should. Maybe you should see about a mediator or a counselor, right? Someone to help you guys communicate. Because, you know, I've seen it. Most of the time, one partner or the other is not necessarily trying to be demeaning, right? And just completely overlook their partner's thoughts and feelings. They just don't know how to articulate that. Sometimes there's a small blow up and uh, a stomping off and saying, I can't talk about this right now. Because that's what some people do. Most people do, right? But what we're trying to do is get you to hit the brakes. Acknowledge what the other one is feeling. Be respectful of their thoughts, feelings, and emotions, right? <clears throat> and be polite in telling them, let me process a minute, okay? Let me process this just for just a minute, and we can come back to it, right? Communication goes beyond words, though. You can tell your partner that you care, right? You can tell your partner... Um, that you care by wearing cologne, right? You can tell your partner you care by sharing a playlist with them of all those beautiful romantic songs, right? You can tell her that she care, that you care by bringing flowers, right? But some of that is just superficial, right? You can't bring her flowers in the same breath you're telling her I'm going out with the boys. Right? It's got to make sense. To be reliable and accountable is a thing. A huge part of a relationship is trust, which we've talked about. But how can you trust someone if they're constantly canceling plans or even worse, Lying. Difficult to trust that person. Difficult to respect that person. Right? When you make plans, follow through. Don't say yes to dinner. Um, right? You're not sure if you'll be able to get there. Then don't commit to it. Instead, be accountable. Keep a calendar and check it when you and your partner are making plans. Um, don't say you'll call. And then don't. Instead, set a reminder on your phone, being dependable, right, respects your partner's time and emotional energy. Being respectful of their time and emotional energy. After all, it can be stressful to have your plans change constantly. Of course, there will be times when you have no choice but to cancel. Life happens. 
right? Life happens, but let the person know as soon as possible, right? Give them a buzz, a text if you're a texter. You know, sometimes I don't know how, sometimes I feel there's a, a slight, maybe ever so slight lack in respect in texting certain things, right? And not having a meaningful real life, either in person or over the phone conversation. There are some things that are just disrespectful to text, right? Maybe some of you guys um, can see where I'm going with that or have experienced something that you thought was very disrespectful to receive in a text message, right? Set reminders, make the call as soon as you can. Sure, things blow over, life happens, emergencies come up, whatever it is, but try to get back to that person as soon as you can, right? Just don't forget about it, right? You shouldn't feel guilty or be made to feel guilty about these circumstances, but be truthful in them, right? This came up, someone got sick, I got sick, whatever the case may be. But it can help a lot if you show you're aware. It means a lot if you show that you're aware of the effects that those actions, missing the dinner, missing the call, or whatever, that they can have on your partner. Even if it's a little late, you can't just completely disregard what the plans were. Apologize, offer to reschedule, and make sure you check in with them when you're free. And I, I said the word check in. Yes, I did. And I know there are a bunch of young men out there right now that would probably take a little bit of, yeah, no, an uppercut to the chin when I say. But I don't check. I check in. I don't check in with my wife, right? That's not what I call it. Like when I'm traveling from one office location to the other, I let her know when I'm leaving. Partially for safety reasons. If I'm not home, right, or she don't hear again from me from the time frame it takes for me to travel this distance, right, I do it so that it's respectful of her time and worry, right? I don't want her to worry. So I'm, I'm one of those guys that I don't make my wife check into me, right? Because it's technically not checking in. It's being mindful of safety scenario, right? I'm traveling this 45 minutes to an hour home. She knows that if she didn't hear from me in that time frame, something could be wrong. Right? Now, she'll blow it off for 10, 20, 30 minutes. And I promise you, I'll get a text message. But it won't be one of those, where are you at? What are you doing? Right? Usually what she'll text me is, doing okay? Question mark. Right? It's just being respectful. That's all. I wish you wouldn't always consider it feeling the need to check in. 
you know, it's, you don't ever think about how much you're leaving the other person to worry. And it's hard. It is definitely hard. Right. Anyway, <clears throat> also respect your differences. Right. Respect your differences. No two people like a lot of the same things. You know, aside from you can have some food favorites, movie favorites, song favorites, right? Some of those things that brought you together to begin with. But there are going to be lots of point of views on things, sometimes political, right? Political things you can tend to disagree on, and it brings the ugly out in people, right? So be mindful of that. Appreciate your differences. I feel like I do appreciate that my wife has a mind of her own. My wife has goals of her own. I love the fact that my wife's in a position, um, and I get it. She doesn't need me. I'm there because she wants me. Right? And that, when you can get to a point like that, it, it feels good. Right? It feels good. Don't criticize your partner for their ideas or interests. You can disagree with someone and still respect their opinion. Part of what makes relationships awesome is the differences. Your partner can help you see the world from a new perspective. Even if you don't ultimately, even if they don't ultimately change your mind, you can at least, you know, take it into consideration. Right? <clears throat> Our great debate at home is onions. I don't like onions. Right? My wife loves onions. <laughs> so it's one of those things that we just agree to disagree on. <laughs> um, you can show your partner appreciation. Right? You can show them that you appreciate them by going to their stuff. Right? If you're a young enough couple and your husband is into softball or golf, and you can go or if, uh, like my daughter, you know, she's young person. Hopefully she can find someone who appreciates her artwork and is willing to go to some of the art shows that she does. Right. For now, it's my wife and I, uh, because she has an ex that was one of those knuckleheads that were completely disrespectful. Right. He didn't have a problem with putting his hands on her in front of the kids. Um, and you know, life lessons, right? When you're young, Time and life is full of those lessons. The goal is to learn from them, and hopefully you don't repeat them. You know, that's the best you can do, is not repeat them. So, so even if you would never set foot in a baseball stadium or a not gallery otherwise, consider it just for her, right? There's some of those things that just don't feel very manly. Or where a guy should be, right? Come on. Sometimes not the place you're being invited to. It's about the company. Right? Think about that, guys. It's not always about the place. It's about the time spent together. Accept your partner's boundaries. No is no. Right? If, understand what their boundaries are. And be respectful of them. Even when young people, even when they're different from yours, if your partner doesn't want to kiss in public, 
young folks, or if he or she feels like it is too early in their life, they're too young um, for sexual relations, honor that, right? Young people, don't don't force your, your relationship person to lie to their parents. Don't do that. Don't pressure them into anything. Young people have a tendency, older couples do too, but young people have a tendency. You guys have a tendency to do that, right? That's considered coercion, right? And can potentially be abusive. Same goes for adults in committed relationships. Respect comes when you acknowledge each other's boundaries, acknowledge each other's points of view. Decisions, thoughts, feelings, and emotions, right? When you can acknowledge those and learn to understand those, there's some respect in that, right? And that goes for you younger guys too, younger couples. Be respectful of those same things, points of view, decisions, thoughts, feelings, and emotions, right? Everybody handles things differently. It all comes down to listening to your partner and being kind to them. If your partner wants to know where you are at all times, if they frequently accuse you of lying or cheating, put you down, call you names, or is in any way physically aggressive, you may be in an abusive relationship and should probably reconsider or at least consider getting out. Right? I told you there are a couple of things that are deal breakers on whether or not you want to try to heal a relationship um, and physical abuse. No one should ever have to tolerate. Right? Abusive relationships are based on power and control rather than respect. There's no respect in that. Right? Abusive relationships are based on power and control, not respect. How can you respect a husband? Right? Here's a few key. Here's a few ways. Keep in mind that this, these are suggestions, right? How can you respect a husband? I'm going to give you a few suggestions that are more apt to work in a healthy relationship. Value your marriage. Spend time with him. Have fun. Enjoy his company as a human being. Pay attention to his words. Having regular date nights. Everybody talks about that. Right. Every other counselor and therapist type I've ever met have always encouraged that. Having regular date nights is a must, right? Especially in my opinion, because they give you time to focus on one another and on your relationship. Right? My wife here lately has already been talking about uh, um, us. We're trying to plan just a weekend getaway, right? Because we know that that fuels our fire for each other, right? Gets us out of our element and creates this intimacy, gets us away from the chaos of hustle and bustle of work and and grandkids and kids, right? Another one, work on a project with him. My wife works on things around the house. We work together a lot of times. We love doing things together. She will even help me work on our cars, right? If it's something simple enough, um, plus her smaller hands tend to help me get into those smaller places, right? Um, But she likes to help me with that, right? My opinion, because they give you time to focus 
on one another. Again, helps me work on cars. Doesn't mind getting her hands dirty. And I definitely respect that. Ask his advice. Right? Nothing wrong with a little ego boost. Ask his advice. Men like to fix things and solve problems. Right? Sometimes to a fault. I get it. Sometimes to a fault. Men, not everything needs to be fixed. Men like to fix things and solve problems. Asking for his advice shows that you value and respect his perspective and wisdom and experience. Right? Just help man out a little bit. Speak well of him to others. This should go both ways, actually. Speak well of him to others. This may very well be the most important where your husband is concerned. You may find it so easy to think and speak ill of him. Don't do it. It only reflects the lack of respect you have for him. That's what other people hear. While you're talking about some of the things that you two bicker about or what you don't like that he does, right, venting about him really just shows the other people that there's a lack of respect for your privacy in him. You need to build him up. It's so important. It's so important for both of you. And it makes him want to be a better man for you. Right? Okay, your turn, wives. Write this down. No, I'm just kidding. Um, You can if you want to. I know I don't speak slow enough for that, but here we go. Husbands, I hope you're listening too. Actually, this is for you. Um, And hopefully your wife, if she's listening too, can back me up on this. Treat her with respect in front of other people. It's weird that it was worded just a little bit different. Speak well of him to others. Her says, treat her with respect in front of others. Knowing how knowing how a husband should treat his wife in public is important for her and for him. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, there will be heck to pay when you get home, right? This is the first thing you must be doing as a better husband. The way you treat your wife in public is a mirror of what exactly you think of her. Mm. If you're willing to be ugly, rude, condescending, and demeaning in front of people, people know that there's something else going on behind closed doors. If you feel comfortable to treat her like that in front of people, mm, then they they ha- people just start thinking, and that's how rumors start, right? Treat her with dignity when outdoors is the best way to show her that you right, will be the most important person in your life, that she will be the most important person in your life, right? Don't ever hurt her. Don't ever hurt her. Treat her with dignity in front of the children. Mm. If point one wasn't about appraising her in public, this point tells you Uh, or if this point was about um, praising her in public, this point tells you about your ideal behavior, right, that you should display in front of your kids. It's important that you know how uh, you should act or do as a husband in treating 
your wife in front of the kids. Children always learn from adults. Remember I just talked about learning how to respect other people. It starts here. Children always learn from adults, right? And since their minds are still malleable, your behavior can leave a lasting imprint on their personality. Hence, the lack in respect for you at a later time, for mom at a later time, for dad, teachers, right? Lots of disrespect for cops right now, right? It's another political view I'm not going to get into, right? I know that there are some bad things happening to people out there that cops shouldn't be doing, but that doesn't give everybody else permission to treat them like crap when they come, come across, right? That's just my thought on that. They're still malleable. They're still learning. And you learn teaching them a distorted point of view of what respect is. For this reason, always make it a point that your demeanor toward your wife is that of respect, actual, healthy respect and appreciation. Do not act as if you're better than her. You may be earning more than her, or she may be only a homemaker, but that does not mean she is any way inferior to you. Don't throw that in her face. If you've helped position her to be a housewife and you want to throw that in her face, it's terrible. That's terrible. Right? You can't mold your family in your home the way you see fit. I mean, actually, you can do that. You can do that. That's your prerogative. But you can't position your wife to be the homemaker, housewife, and complain about it. That makes no sense to me. The relationship of a husband and wife is that of, that of equal. And always remember that she is no different than you. Right? Let this ideology trickle down into your behavior. How should a husband treat his wife? Treat her as equal, right? Guys, if you see that she's frustrated or short with you, argumentative, more often than not, right? Those behaviors come across sometimes, but keep this in mind. Your wife's behavior in most cases is a reflection of you. Treat her bad and plan on getting that back. But treat her good, you'll get that back as well and sometimes better. Right? Respect each other. Come on now. It's not that difficult. Not that difficult. And if you're a guy that really just cannot find the power the willpower to be respectful and you just get off on being condescending and demeaning. If there's no kids involved, man, let her go. Let her go. Do her a favor. Do yourself a favor. Right? Because every time you behave that way, especially if it's in front of people, others are losing respect for you too. Mm. Just a small nugget for you guys to think about. Be nice to each other. Treat each other with respect. Right? 
Hope you got something out of this podcast. I know it also kind of hit hard and heavy, um, but sometimes it's just how you have to hear it. That's what my first sponsor told me. Sometimes you just, that's how you just have to have it, right? Um, for it to get through. And it's so true. So true. So share it with somebody who you think might get something out of it, right? I appreciate your time. And again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be blessed, everybody.